0: Disney advertised with KiwiBot, fat brands with more acquisitions, and why TikTok is the place to be in 2022. That's all ahead on this week's Monday Minute. Monday Minute works like this. We're going to ask each other five questions about five of the biggest headlines from the last week in the worlds of restaurants, technology, and off-premise. Are you ready? Let's go.
1: First question is for you this week, Carl. Goldbelly, the artisanal food marketplace, is launching a TV channel. What's that all about?
0: So interesting one this, Meredith. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what happens. Now, I wouldn't worry if you're working for NBC. Goldbelly is not a competitor. This is only going to be on their website. Uh, But what they are trying to do is they're merging culinary talent, folks that have been on Chef's Table and the kind of shows that we all know on Netflix, But they're also combining that with an e e-learning style of content and then a QVC style shopping experience. Uh, So imagine you're watching the chef cooking a beef bourguignon and then being able to order that exact meal that you've just watched be prepared to your home. And I suspect it's going to be done certainly through things like meal kits and subscribers to meal kits, but also home cooks, whereby perhaps all the ingredients of those items are sent to you in a way that you can then prepare them yourself. Uh, so it's a really exciting new angle, I think, that is kind of combining these different mediums together. It's another way for restaurants to get all all different ways of their names out there, if you will. And it's going to help show just why their dishes are special, um, using the celebrity endorsement angle of it to market themselves in a different way. And so I, I like it. I think it's going to be interesting to see the way uh, the media and content connects things with people from being entertained to making a conscious decision on to buy something. You know, if you're watching um, something on the television and then it kind of connects to your phone, perhaps, you know, imagine if the technology evolves to that place where then you're able to um, remove the traditional friction of the QVC experience. We have to pick up the phone or go onto a website. If the phone is actually prompting you to actually purchase what you've just seen, I think this could be a really good new way of connecting commerce to what you're watching.
1: Yeah. And if we've learned anything over the last 20 years from Food Network and Instagram, it's that people love to consume food via media um, but they also love to consume food so connecting those two is smart
0: okay meredith our second question is about fat brands they have continued their acquisition spree with the acquisition of native grill and wings for 20 million dollars so that's three wing concepts now in a year Uh, what's your thoughts on this
1: well, they've spent almost 900 million dollars this year acquiring various brands, and they now have 2,300 different franchise locations across the portfolio of brands um, as a result. And what they've been doing, which they announced that they would do two years ago, is uh, putting these brands across the network. So you might acquire a company that has 20 brand, 20 locations but now you have five brands that you can stick into that location. Very interesting. And so they're essentially um, creating a combination Ghost Kitchen virtual brand portfolio um, by combining these two things. Now it'll be interesting to see um, if they can continue to get the added returns out of it. Um, they said in 2019 that when they added wings to their Fat Burger base concept, um, it added um, an impressive amount of sales and also added incremental consumers who had never eaten at fat brands before. Um, And I think that's certainly true um, for the first brand, maybe the second brand, but how many brands can you add before the kitchen gets uh, slowed down, mucked up and confused, uh, I think is an open question. So it will be fascinating to see how they combine these different brands across the portfolio and uh, how those individual locations are able to execute. Okay. Next question for you. Um, HubSpot released a 68 page social media trends report for 2022. Um, and I know that you've read every single page, Carl. So, um, can you share with us, um, especially how it touches on TikTok, and should all restaurants be getting a TikTok account?
0: Yeah, it's a, a great report and uh, everyone should check it out if they get a chance. Um, Maybe we need to get a TikTok account, Meredith, maybe that's a starting point here. Um, you know, in our book, we talk about the importance of knowing your brand, your the voice you wish to have with your customer base and being where they are. Uh, and HubSpot's report, they list 10 key trends. And the first one on that list is that TikTok is gonna take over social media and it's forcing other social platforms like uh, Instagram to come up with their Reels platform. I think even Reddit have just come up with a short form video function as well. So there's clearly a, a movement here towards short form video and it's a compelling palatable medium, I think for today's younger audience, I think it's fair to say. The other thing is it's not about ads. You know, it's about fun snackable content which kind of inspires creativity and humorous entertainment we know plenty of people that spend hours on tiktok not necessarily with the intent of posting but just absorbing the, the information and tiktok has a very highly personalized kind of content recommendation engine and it helps brands connect to their customer base um, and, and really understand who exactly they are so that it gets in front of the right people Do you know it's the first non-facebook app to reach three billion downloads globally It was the most downloaded app in 2020. Um, And it just tells us that really this is becoming the place where a lot of the the younger kind of adults are, are spending their time. Now, the fact that the content can also be repurposed and used on other platforms easily like LinkedIn and Facebook, I think that does tell you that that makes the life for a restaurant's social media manager or someone that's doing the social media a little easier. So it's a platform that does allow those brands to basically test content, perhaps on TikTok, before putting it out on other platforms. Um, now, in July, they released something called TikTok Resumes, and that allowed users to post their resumes and apply to jobs directly through their platform. And 56% of those that did were aged between the ages of 25 and 34. And you know what? As a result of that, Brands like Chipotle and Shopify have been mentioned directly and linked to this TikTok resume uh, kind of content. So it shows the way in which this kind of omnichannel reach out to people is actually starting to fall into the restaurant world. So, uh, yes, I think we should be getting a TikTok account sometime soon and seeing whether we can reach a, a new audience. Okay, our next question is about Jack in the Box. Uh, They've been investing in robotics um, and they're trying to do that to curb labor issues. So what are they doing exactly?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I would say fascinating news that they put out that their same store sales have taken a hit because they've cut hours due to the labor shortage. I think, um, you know, at first everyone thought coming back from the pandemic, man, this is amazing. We've figured out how to operate without a front of house and we can have fewer staff and get the same level of sales because the consumer behaviors change. But now that we're, uh, you know, truly getting away from uh, adjusted behaviors of pandemic era consumers and they're all starting to get back to normal, there's a limit to how much labor you can cut without affecting sales. And I think the -the jack-in-the-box results numbers show that. Um, So they are responding by testing out robotics. And I think this is a natural consequence of an ongoing labor shortage. You know, we've said many times the longer that it goes on, the more likely restaurants are to to augment the labor that's uh, in the restaurants with technology. And that's exactly what Jack in the Box is doing. So um, they're testing things like self-cleaning milkshake machines, uh, robots that work the fry stations things like that. So it's not you know, a fully automated kitchen. It's um, testing automation on the margin to see where they can shave labor hours uh, by replacing it with CapEx and, again, augmenting the labor that remains in the restaurant. Uh, the other thing that I thought was really interesting about this article is that um, they highlight a technology fee that they're charging their franchisees. So uh, most franchise agreements have long had in them an initial fee. Um, they've had in them a royalty and they've had in them a marketing fee. But it's becoming even more common to charge a technology fee as technology becomes so central to how restaurants are being run and so critical that the entire franchise system operates on the same technology so that um, the thing that the franchisor brings in terms of you know the brand and the menu but also the operating model to instruct franchisees on how to get the most out of their investment That has to be consistent across the portfolio and charging the franchise fee allows Jack in the Box to make sure that everyone's putting in, say, the same kind of Fry Robot instead of 10 different kinds of Fry Robots. All right, last question. So KiwiBot delivery vehicles entered into an advertising partnership with Disney. Sounds intriguing. What's going on there?
0: Yes, it's. Uh, th- there's a couple of things I'd like to mention on this. And I'm going to start by talking about red buses, the, the big double-decker buses in England. And I mention that largely because, you know, in, in the UK, bus advertising reaches 48 million adults uh, over a two-week period, making it probably one of the highest-reach marketing mediums available. And particularly for that kind of 15- to 34-year-old demographic, And when you think there's $2.2 billion London bus trips done annually, it shows you that when there are vehicles moving along a road, especially in places like city centres like London, a lot of eyes get on them. So why do I mention that? Well, KiwiBot, as many of us know, are these small little automated vehicles, especially used on places like campuses and and, and university colleges right now. And they're being used uh, to deliver products, you know, food and uh, retail items. But Disney have collaborated with them in an advertising partnership. I think we'll see, first of all, in their theme parks to basically bring the food to where the customer is. And a few weeks ago on the Monday Minute, we talked about queuing technology and the way in which uh, Disney were doing a few things to be, be able to reduce the amount of time that people were standing in line, because when they're standing in line, they're not spending any money. But now we've also got this piece around the fact that when people are waiting to eat in line, that's also wasted time. So what about actually just having food being brought to you? So I love that functionality from a theme park perspective. But I think the main piece is this advertising. You know, these robots, when they start becoming plentiful in number... They're going to be going all around and people are going to be going, wow, this is really cool. And if it's just a plain white vehicle, that's great. But I think what Disney have seen is this is a great opportunity to be able to put some additional messages on it and use that from an advertising standpoint. So bringing that back to the top, maybe uh, the robotic autonomous vehicles out there are going to be the new uh, bus advertising feature of the future. Okay, uh, well, that's it for this week. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving weekend and are getting some great deals here on Cyber Monday. But uh, we'd love to hear your views on today's content. Uh, What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? And what questions do you have for us? As ever, we really appreciate you listening and we look forward to speaking to you again next week.